Hey everyone, I'm Mel. I have a new life in Christ. I'm in recovery from pride, which manifests through control, codependency, and apathy. I grew up in a home where I was loved and encouraged to strive to be the best version of myself. We went to church regularly. I enjoyed my upbringing, but acknowledged that at times it lacked authenticity, and I survived many years through a confidence in a self-made, in a confidence of a self-made transactional God or the adopted beliefs of others. While I found God to be sovereign, I thought to be accepted, I must be good enough in performance and deeds. I hoped my faith was sincere, but it was lacking in vulnerability and survived by my own efforts. This understanding seemed to serve me well until I became sick at 25. During this time, I sought multiple doctors for fatigue, abdominal pain, and the inability to process food. This season was hard, long, and confusing. When I finally did receive my diagnosis, I couldn't believe it. My doctor turned the computer screen to me where I saw red levels of deficiency and added, on the outside you look perfectly healthy, but on the inside you're dying. You need to make immediate changes to begin healing. I wrestled with this health news for months while also experiencing job change, unexpected loss of a family member, and depression. Hebrews 4.16 remains my comfort today as it was in this season. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I desperately needed healing and began to see there was nothing I could do to fix the way I felt about these situations. The Lord revealed in this season that he wanted more than acknowledgement in my life and had provided a way of relationship through his son, Jesus. I accepted the payment for my sins and the extension of grace that allows me to live freely through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's been nine years since this newfound faith and eight in this very building where my love for Jesus was spurred on by authenticity, ministry, and biblical community. Fast forward this time to September 2020, my heart had become cold and callous towards the areas of life that used to be joy-inducing. I still remember being in the parking lot of regeneration and opening the car door, thinking I just need 20 seconds of courage to get to the door, and then 20 more to get to the auditorium. How had I encouraged so many to take the same steps of healing and not be able to do it for myself? I believed the lie that the longer I was in church, the more I should have it all together. So by the time I needed a recovery program, I was already quite deficient in most areas and cared far too much about what everyone else would think of me. I thought it was too late. A collision of codependency and apathy manifested as hatred towards others, specifically those I needed acceptance from to experience belonging. During this season, I lacked gentleness, compassion, or a willingness to see other points of view. While keeping track of my efforts, I was rarely wrong, remorseful, or willing to receive feedback. My apathy drove me towards isolation and old habits of trying to figure out things on my own. Codependency was my need for others to need me. Without such, I was out of balance. Surrender was the most challenging, especially when I was trying so hard to be good at it. Shout out to Groundwork for keeping me there long enough to recognize I was a participant and to stop trying to shepherd everyone in my life. Slowly, Monday nights would instill an empathy for others and the realization that feelings can exist and be acknowledged. I was met with a new pace in curriculum that reminded me every day God loves me. That same love which I do not need to earn. When it came time to join a step group, I knew faces and stories of the women around me 
and I was eager to grow with them. Step two, believe, and step three, trust were game changers. I only wished I had done them in proper order. Since I assumed I already had a good grasp on belief and trust, I did not put in the necessary effort to unpack fundamentals. I could not see the Lord was using this experience to untangle residual effects from childhood that were untrue and stuck to my identity. Thankfully, in step group, group, we took time to examine our identity in Christ, holy, chosen, beloved. Slowly, we pulled apart misleading and false belief. Step five, confession, wasn't something that I grew up around. It felt impossible because it required vulnerability and release of power. The more power I released, the more I feared relational dysfunction. The power and authority notion I was operating under was a false belief and a virus to my belief system. I tried to do my best through confession, but ultimately was still managing my feelings and thoughts apart from community due to a lack of trust in Christ. Failure to share the depth of my fears kept me from being fully known and caused stress, confusion, and isolation. Nine months into regeneration, step eight, health issues came up again and I would need another procedure. I saw the timing as terrible and did not desire to be in a position of need from the very ones I was fighting apathy towards. Nonetheless, I could not take this next step on my own and had become tired from managing everything. Just a few days before the procedure, community and I had confession part two. They walked through thoughts and doubts that I had about identity and how God sees me and loves me. Sharing messy and unresolved thoughts created space to be known in a new way. It was and has been the exposure of unknown and vulnerability that brings about the renewal in my relationships as I trust the Lord first. Y'all, the procedure did not go as smoothly as planned. Recovery was longer and surrender was a struggle. To give you an idea of how creative God is, an aspect of the recovery routine was the assistance of medication, which I had to be on my knees with face to the ceiling. At three times a day, this was a constant reminder of my lack of strength. My breathing was obstructed for months, which impacted my processing, speaking, and movements. It was an adventure that required me to slow down completely. Prior to this season, I was unable to pull, out and pull my way out of apathy. Recovery brought rest, nearness, and renewal with the Lord, causing my apathy to dissipate. Psalm 23, one through three says, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He renews my life. This is what he did for me. It's been 18 or so months since I walked through the doors of Regen. If I'm candid with you, it feels too soon to be sharing my testimony. I don't like the me from that season. And... I know my identity in Christ means I am not defined by my past. Christ has made me new and testimony is God's encouragement to us for his glory. I will not remain bound by my shame when I am covered by the blood of Christ. Today, life is not free of challenges. However, regeneration provided an awareness with new tools and a shift in understanding of God's love. It taught me how my bend towards self-reliance leads to burnout. I'm learning that surrender has more to do with heart posture than effort. Confession is an active part of my life now as community helps me see if I'm trying to manage or fix things apart from God. The removal of apathy has allowed new and joyful experiences. 
Praise God, he never stops pursuing us. It's hard to put into words the outpouring of love that occurs throughout this program. My guess is it's due in fact to bravery, which seems to be the currency at Regen. I've spent Monday nights with the bravest women I know. When I first started coming, I was scared that everything would change. And I would resent the process. Over the course of the last year, my job changed. I moved and I stepped back from ministry. And I'm okay. Sometimes different is necessary. I deeply needed to show up on Monday nights and the spirit began to work through questions and small steps of obedience. Along the way, those who took this journey with me were a picture of God's kindness when I couldn't see it for myself. In rock bottom moments, they remained, pointed me to Christ and believed he was the only one who could restore. Whether this is your first night at Regent or your 50th, welcome. Showing up can be the hardest part and 20 seconds of courage may be all you need for life change to happen. We're so glad you're here. Just one final thought about pride. It can seem so casual and momentary in conversation. Do not misunderstand the power of this sin that left unacknowledged will rob you of joy and replace it with apathy. Pride ruled my life, gaslighted everyone I interacted with and caused so much loneliness. At some point, we must decide if we're going to trust something other than ourselves. Maybe you've already committed your life, but those daily battles are a real struggle. I'm there with you. And the mere fact that we're here tonight says there's already something stirring. So go all in and find a father who willingly ransomed his son that you might have new life through resurrection. Christ's payment covers and redeems every prideful thought I'd never want anyone to know about. My name is Mel. I have a new life in Christ and I'm in recovery for pride, from pride. To God be all the glory.